Welcome back to the Snowballing Podcast. This is your host, Gordon Van. Today's episode, this is a, uh, another, uh, se- another in a series of uh, talking to uh, race directors uh, from various uh, racing organizations around uh, Canada and the United States. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Tara Sexton. She's the uh, president of the uh, Rock Maple uh, Racing uh, Cross Country Racing Series. Uh, reorganized. Um, looks like they're doing a great job too. They got a nice series, uh, grassroots, uh, uh, cross country series uh, uh, on on natural train, and uh, and uh, sounds sounds like she's got a great thing going here. Um, if you haven't listened to the uh, other uh, episodes, uh, we've uh, talked to Carl uh, uh, Schwitzky from the uh, ISOC series, Canavan from the CSRA, uh, Todd uh, Ochtenberg from uh, from uh, the ISR, and also he's uh, he works with the uh, TLR Cup. And um, uh, we're going to be talking to others in the upcoming uh, days and weeks. Um, we've got some great series uh, coming up. We've got the Velcourt Grand Prix, of course, coming up. And uh, also the East Coast Snowcross uh, Racing Organization. want to get in touch with them. And uh, Hill Climbs. Uh, hill Climbs are going to be uh, uh, starting up. So we uh, want to talk to those guys, too. So uh, remember, you can, talk to, you can listen to um, the other 40-plus uh, podcasts uh, that uh, I've downloaded uh, uh, just uh, uh, download the uh, SoundCloud app uh, or listen it directly uh, from, uh, from Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Um, but you can download the uh, SoundCloud app uh, right on your uh, smart, uh, smart device and um, listen to them there. Um, also on iTunes, uh, just uh, search Snowmobiling Podcast on iTunes and uh, all the episodes are on there. Uh, look for uh, them on uh, Facebook. Just... Uh, Search uh, Snowmobiling Podcast on uh, Facebook and uh, like and share the pages. Uh, uh, your your friends uh, who may be interested in racing or just uh, other uh, uh, legendary uh, uh, racers that, that we've uh, interviewed, uh, they're all on there. Um, Yvonne de Hommel, uh, uh, Villeneuve, there's so many. Uh, check them all out and, um, and have a listen. Share them with your friends and uh, hope you like them. You can contact me at uh, snowmobilingpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, please uh, send, uh, send your comments, uh, um, suggestions, uh, whatever you like. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, what you're thinking of the, uh, the podcast. So uh, here we go. Here's Tara Sexton of the Rock Maple Racing Cross Country Organization. She rides a So we're talking with uh, Tara Sexton, uh, the uh, president of the uh, of the Rock Maple uh, uh, Cross Country uh, Racing Organization. Uh, Tara, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm uh, doing very good. I uh, really appreciate uh, you uh, coming on with us and, and talking to us uh, about uh, your race series. Um, uh, things things are, uh, I guess, uh, uh, getting pretty busy on, on your end, uh, planning for. Uh, for uh, the, the series this year, um, how's things been going so far, how, and how's, how's conditions looking? Well, we've already started off a lot better than last year at this point. So we actually have snow, so that's something to be thankful for. Not many people had a lot of it last year, and unfortunately, you know, we could only run about half of our events due to the lack of snow. But 
We had our first race last weekend in Jackman. That went very successful. There was plenty of snow, and our next uh, kickoff is not this weekend, but the following January 21st up in Rangeley, Maine, as part of their large snow deal event up there. Right. So you're doing uh, cr- uh, cross country races. How? Where? Where are your uh, your races being held? Uh, what type of venues are are you uh, running your events on? Um, it's a little bit of a mixture. We're going to have. Uh, well, we were supposed to have two races on the lake. Our first one had to get moved due to the lack of uh, well, the lack of the safety of the ice, and there was a lot of slush on the the pond which wasn't really going to work for us at our first event but we'll be on the lake over in lake george in new york come february 3rd as part of again the the lake george winter carnival that happens we're going to actually be on lake luzerne over there but most of the other events will be parts of either fields and or utilizing existing trail systems depending on you know where we are our schedule this year has a slated for two events in maine two events in new york two events in vermont and we're still trying to hopefully lock in one more New Hampshire site to close out our season. Nice, nice. Um, so um, your, your, your typical uh, races, how, how, how long are the courses um, that you're running, you're running on? And, and is, is, is it uh, more or less natural, natural terrain uh, over like uh, um, uh, big jumps and, and, and stuff like that? Or is it uh, kind of a, like a Le Mans type uh, uh, events? Yeah, no, all natural terrain, um, no big jumps. The only big jumps in there are, you know, the whoops that develop after, you know, racing all day long on them. But um, nothing that we build, you know, we go out and, you know, it's groomed at the beginning and and kind of just, you know, the racers beat it up over the course of the day. So by the end of the day, we have our large pro class event. And, you know, we send those guys out there on some pretty, pretty rough, tough terrain to make them really work for it over there. But the average course is... Roughly five miles. We try to get as close to five miles. Some are a little more. Some are, you know, maybe a little less, depending on, you know, where we're at and what the conditions may be. And an average race is, is roughly five laps. So you're, you know, somewhere between a 25 to 30-mile 30, 30 race. And are they – so they're, they're – uh, With the exception of the, the um, pro stock. So they're, uh, they're, they're, they're lap races. Uh, is there a time uh, limit uh, for, for uh, the, these events, or, uh, or is it just uh, whatever, whatever, how many laps they uh, uh, com- complete in, in, in um, that certain amount of time? Yep, it's just exactly like you said, just the amount of laps that they're able to complete. Once the winner, once the first person, you know what I mean, crosses the finish line, then you know everyone else is 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 flagged in. So if you're right up there completing your laps, then you're you know going to finish all of them. Sometimes you know you have a few people that are a lap down, depending on you know ability, speeds, and conditions. Yeah. And how many how many classes do you have? We have approximately twenty. Twenty classes. That's a lot. Of, that's Including a lot of. Including we have a we have a, 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 a one twenty. Yeah, we have a one twenty division. So we have a separate little track that we run our. Our little guys on our 120s, four to ten, and then on the big track we start with um, our junior riders. It's very similar classes to most of the other series. And back when we did snowcross, you know, we start our junior riders at ten, and then go up from there. We've got two or three junior classes. We've got five sport classes, a couple semi-pro classes, a couple pro classes, and we have two bikes. Well, one for right now, but hopefully it'll grow into a second class for our our snow bikes. Right. 
So you're you're only doing cross country races right now. Are you doing any snow cross races any anymore? Nope, nope. Strictly Rock Maple is strictly cross country. Yeah. We leave the uh, snow cross up to uh, ECS East Coast Snow Cross. Right. Right, and how 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 um, how many uh, uh, entries do you do you generally get uh, cross country? I, I would think that cross country is going to be pretty popular. Uh, uh, with uh, I mean, you, you probably don't yeah, have to have the race. Trying list. to grow it. No, exactly, and that's you know the reason kind of why we got back into racing because with cross country you're allowed to you know take your trail sled right off the literally off the trail and, and come to a race, and that's what we had last year at Rangeley at our event up there couple trail riders came and you know late morning and said how do i do this and luckily our trail class hadn't run yet and we were able to you know suit them up in all their proper tech vests and chin guards and give them you know orange helmet skin so they had all their safety features taken care of and we were able to get them into the pro class i mean into the trail class sorry and then from there you know what i mean they did their race and then they were able to come back after the race drop off all the equipment and then they went back trail riding for the day nice so it's kind of something that you know gives you a little break to your day if you plan for it and you want to ride over to it so again like you said it's you know made, it's a sport kind of made for your everyday sled you don't need a specific race sled and we have two classes in particular that are called factory stock classes or three classes of two a sport a semi-pro and a pro and my factory stock it has to be literally out of the box from the factory that way, and, you know, you can't really change anything on it to keep the cost down and keep race sleds out of those classes. Right. So um, is, is there a, a, a year limit uh, to these, uh, to these uh, uh, race sleds too, like, like say, in uh, 2000 or 2005? Is, is there a limit to how old um, the, the, the sleds can be? No, I guess that really just depends on, you know, your comfort level out there. You're not an older sled. How much do you kind of want to beat it up per se? Yeah. And do you have a vintage class? But, but no, <laughs> we, you know, we welcome all. Yeah, exactly. We welcome all all forms of sleds and people. We're really trying to grow the sport. We had some great preseason interest at our snowmobile shows. Um, we had entries up at our first event last weekend. So from our first event last year. So that's, you know, good news. Um, our biggest event last year was Rangeley, and that's where we're headed, like I said, on January 21st. So I'm curious to see, you know, what that'll bring for how many more entries we'll be able to get this year versus last year. Like I said, right now, the trend is an increase, and that's, you know, that's really great for us in helping build the sport. How, uh, approximately how many uh, entries do you, do you get uh, at, 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 your, uh, at your cross-country events? If we take an average of last year, you know, it'd probably be anywhere between 120 to 160. That's what we averaged last year okay, for entry. Good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good turnout. So, um, uh, race entry, uh, race entry fees. Um, is it is it uh, kind of same the par as as uh, snowcross type races, or is uh, what what would a person pay for a class entry? Really. It is very similar. It depends on, again, what class that you're in. You know, our junior classes are uh, start at $40 for them. You know, the sport classes are at 50 semi-pros at 105 and the pros are at 150 Okay. Seems pretty good. And, um, so it really depends on what the level you are. And the pros and semi-pros, and um, we have some plus classes as well. We have a plus 30, a plus 40, and a plus 50. So the plus classes, in addition to the semi-pro and pro classes, 
you know, their entry fees are a little higher, but they are all payback classes. So that's what, that's what drives up the price. Right. Where do you see most of your, your entries from? Uh, in, are they in the novice classes or the, uh, the, 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 plus, uh, the master's plus classes? Uh, where do you see uh, most of your racers coming from? Uh, last year, we had a lot in the semi-pro and the pro division. This year at our first race, we had a good sport turnout. We're really kind of hoping to build those more novice classes, really pushing to get some more juniors and some more, you know, intermediate sport riders involved to get into the sport, you know, and kind of grow and move up from there. So those are the divisions we're kind of focusing on trying to build for us. But we had a really good, like I said, sport turnout at our Jackman race last weekend. So there's no complaints from us there. Right. And uh, you said the, the, the factory stock classes. Now, uh, is, would somebody be allowed to uh, uh, enter uh, a previous uh, um, production race sled, uh, like, the, like the snowcross type sleds? Like if somebody bought uh, an, a, a sled off a, a, an X racer or something like that, is there, is there classes for, uh, for sleds like that also? Yes. Yep. We only have three classes that are limited to that factory stock. Anyone else that has a race sled or if they're looking, you know, to buy someone's snowcross sled and come into it, you can race any of our plus classes. You can race any of our sport classes. And if you're really at that accelerated level, we have a semi-pro improved and a pro open class. So those are sort of the classes. They've fallen basically any class besides that on our class listing that says factory stock. Right. So majority uh, of our classes, you know, you can run those 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 other race style sleds in. Right. Uh, okay. So, so you, you mentioned that uh, you um, you used to um, uh, run the uh, the uh, the snowcross races. Uh, uh, like like uh, we, we talked earlier, um, uh, the Rock Maple series. I mean, it, it goes back, uh, you know, a, 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 few, a couple of decades, right, <laughs> to the uh, 1990s, I, I believe. Is is that is that right? It, I think I recall them being in the 1990s. Uh, uh, yeah, 92. Yep, the Fink the Fink started it in 1992. And and um, and they ran it until how long? Until 2002 or something. Uh, 2010. 2010. And I mean, um, 2002. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Did, two, no, 2002. They ran it for 10 years. Yeah, and and did they uh, did did they find that the 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 the, the, snow, the snow cross kind of um, um, it. it deteriorated a, a, a little bit and, and, and you, you went with this new um, uh, cross-country type format? Is, is, uh, is that right? Or? Yeah, I mean, we were out of the industry. We, we bought it from the Finks, like I said, um, in 2002, had it till 2010. So we've been out of the industry for about five years. But, you know, I was approached by some racers at an event to kind of come back to the industry and help organize a cross-country series and, you know, kind of pick up where another series was leaving off in our area. Right. So that's kind of how I got back involved into it. And, you know, the whole idea of not having to buy a race sled and set everything up just for racing in one sport interests me because, like I said, your average, you know, your average Joe on the trails can come out and, and ride with us. They can try it. You know, unfortunately, we still have some rule limitations on the CC of sleds. So majority of our classes are a 600 CC as we, you know, we're following ISR rules right. on this. Similar with the snowcross, we do have one trail 800 class that, you know, we're hoping someone with a bigger sled tries it out and then, you know, moves on and gets a 600. So we do have a little bit of limitations with the CC, but other than the CC, you, you don't need to have necessarily specific track heights limited on the number of dust. You know, you can have aftermarket parts 
which, you know, allows us to be able to, hopefully, if we all have a really great winter this year, really kind of approach some of those aftermarket companies for sponsorship for next year for us as well. So I think it just allows a lot more opportunity and there's a lot more open doors for our series to grow and have more support now that we're not limited to race-specific products. Yeah, I know. It, it sounds exciting. It, it sounds like a, like a nice grassroots uh, cross country uh, uh, race, uh, race race series. I think you got going on there. Um, so the, uh, the the type of the type of venues again. Um, so so do, do you go through um, like um, uh, uh, forest regions uh, or uh, or are they pretty uh, pretty wide open that you can that somebody could 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 actually view the whole race or. Um, so, so what, what type of, where, where do the, where do the race courses actually go through? Um, well, next weekend when we're in we're Angeli, the 21st, we use part of their trail system. So there we, we have a setup out front where people can, you know, they go through our start finish tower. We have a big arch. So spectators that are coming there are able to see, you know, kind of the start of the race. And as they go off into the woods, can't view most of the, the, tracks you won't be able to view the entire track we do have some you know when we're in vermont that has more wide open fields where we're going to have to use that there you'll be able to see you know 70 percent of the track versus some of the other sites where it's limited so it really just depends on where we are but we always make sure you know there's a good start and a good portion of the beginning of the track for the spectators to be able to see yeah. So, but but you do uh, you do go on uh, on the, uh, the the snowmobile trail system uh, um, for for parts of your parts of your race courses. Yep. It, it, yes. It, it, so what they do is they'll shut that down. They'll shut it down to the public that day. They'll reroute them around because our events are one day events. They're only yeah. on Saturdays, so we don't take up the whole the whole weekend of it. But you know we'll utilize the existing, like I said, trail systems and or they'll build us new trails or separate trails kind of off of what they're already using for our crews. Yeah. Was there any, was there any kind of pushback uh, from, uh, 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 you know, trail users or, or the, uh, the, the, the trail clubs uh, about using the the trail system? Um, No, most are receptive. I mean, there's, there's obviously limits. We are limited in the state of Vermont using their, trails because of their you know their laws with the vast snowmobile association there so that's why our two vermont races that we have one that uh you know both of them are actually at a farm so we're able to use private property land that has lots of acreage because obviously when you're trying to get a five mile course you need ample amounts of land to do it you know we we figure on average we need something you know close to 100 acres if not more to be able to really success successfully size-wise pull off a good track yeah for sure uh yeah i i, I would i would think uh, doing something like that up here in, in ontario we have uh pretty uh pretty stringent uh rules uh on 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 our on our trail system i would just see something uh not not flying very very easily uh, to, to organize something like that and the, the speed the speed limits too uh I would think, but uh, it sounds like you got uh, you got everything figured out out there. At, uh, you know, it's uh, you know for a, a great a great series. Um, is ma- manufacturer support? Are you, is it? Uh, are you getting pretty good uh, manufacturer support for your for your series? 
Yeah, we have three out of the four manufacturers involved in providing, you know, contingency for our pro and semi-pro classes. We have um, Skidoo, Polaris, and Articat all involved in all, you know, all three of them are providing a contingency program for those pro and semi-pro racers. Fantastic. You know, for the, uh, for the, uh, is there um, um, year-end, year-end uh, prizes or, or grand prizes for uh, the overall winners or... Yes, the manufacturers do do year-end. Usually it's the first-place winner, and, you know, it's limited to the um, the stock classes, but they do also do that as well. Yeah. And you did you did say that they're, they're one-day events. And ours being payback classes, you know. Yes, one-day events, Saturdays. Well, that, yeah, okay, that, that, that kind of uh, help, helps, uh, you know, with, uh, with uh, um, you know, uh, Cost cost of, of of going to the events just the the one day event so that's uh that's great um okay Tara so um, yeah and another reason why we went to Saturdays too is because when they're racing on Saturdays with us if you know you have your snowmobile there obviously it's most of the time the snowmobile you're going to ride or you're you're using on the trails it gives you Sunday with your family or whatnot to get up and sort of ride the local trails in that region for the day. So you're yeah. kind of killing two birds with one stone. You're able to come and have some fun, see your friends and race, and then go off and have a nice trail ride after the fact. And that support the local community yeah. that we're that we're racing in. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so you're head. You're, you said you're heading off to uh, your your event next uh, next weekend. Is is where? In Rangeley, Rangeley, Maine. And, and where and whereabouts? Uh, they have a big. Whereabouts is that? Uh, it, it rain, they have a big snowdio. Um, oh, you're going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> I'm geologically challenged. If I had to pick, I'll pull up. I'll pull up a map of it. Where, where, so where approximately? Like exactly uh, tell you. Like like a, like a, a large uh, metropolitan area. Is it, where, where is it close to? It's there. It's actually not far from um, New Hampshire on the Colebrook side. You know, you could run in Pittsfield in, in New Hampshire and do a, a good trail system. It's close to the, the border there yeah. between, you know, heading over. If you're going to ride over from that Pittsburgh and Colebrook in New Hampshire areas, which is good, it's over there. Um, other ones nearby. It's basically part of that close to the Carabasset Valley Right. Uh, do you get area do you get many do you get, Maine. do you get many Canadians uh, come over for uh, uh, for your series? Um, we do for the two main events. I'm hoping we'll come down for some of our New York and Vermont ones now as well. Yeah. But we had um, a group of a couple, maybe four or five new Canadian riders last weekend when we were in Jackman. Okay. And um, a lot of them said that you know they hope to see us again in Rangeley. So being it you know not that far from the Canadian border as well, it's it's you know not making them have to drive too far to come try it out fantastic yeah okay uh that's that sounds uh that sounds exciting um all right um so uh let's uh let's uh run run through your um all your all your sponsors um uh your your series sponsors tara and uh and uh we can give them a little bit of a plug for you Yes, great. I appreciate that. Um, well, we've actually had some out of the snowmobiling industry support this year, which has been great. Um, some of 
our construction partners. I have a construction company and a lot of people that snowmobile happen to, you know, a lot of us down by us anyway happen to be in the construction industry. So one of our strong supporters this year is Owens Corning. Everyone knows them. They're famous oh, yeah. for their their insulation, the, the Pink Panther, and their shingles. We are a um, Owens Corning roofing installer with my construction company, so they were able to give me some support this year for that, which is great. Um, we have Ingalls Performance, which is out of New York, which came back on board, providing us with our PNM Defender for our um, getting our tracks set up and broken down and. Tying in with them is Camso, which has been a proud sponsor of Rock Maple in the past and now with our new series as well, giving us a track system, a nice, awesome UTV track system for our Can-Am Defender. And the thing has been incredible. We've been able to tow out stuck trailers and, you know, everything with it. The yeah. track systems that Can-Am has put out, as everyone knows, being on their snowmobiles and now they're side-by-side is just an amazing track. You can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, Choco Design, Rada Canada, with you guys. Yep. They were the official apparel of Rock Maple back when we had it, and they jumped quickly jumped back on board, and we said, hey, we're coming back. And we decided it sort of at the last minute last year, and they were able to get us some nice jackets out. It always keeps our staff warm, almost too warm sometimes. They're, mm-hmm. they're, that, they're that good. They're awesome for really cold days. Um, again, another local sponsor of ours, Nitro Trailers, based out of Maine. As well, they helped us with our, our trailer setup this year to put an announcing station on the top of it, which is great for our announcer to kind of have that higher up view so you can see them people coming in and out of the woods and going back in and know what's going on. Uh, Chase Toys, which is in Unity, Maine as well. Um, again, another local, local sponsor for us. We're trying to keep a lot of the local guys involved, which is great. Uh, Woody's, who supported us from the very beginning, Tech Vest. New England Racing Fuels, those have been a few that have been around for us for quite some time. Boss Signs, another local sponsor out of New York. They actually, I'm sure they help you guys out as well, but they work with many of the snowmobile clubs throughout New England and everywhere providing all the trail signs. Yeah. So they've yeah. helped us because in cross-country we have to mark our courses. So being able to mark our courses for us, you know, we use those same snowmobile arrows, so we have a specific color that we're using of theirs. Um, and they're able to get us some of our other signage as well. Um, we got a plethora of other ones. Curb Skis, another local sponsor based out of New York. Precision Marine and Motorsports, which is based 10 minutes from our office. They handle all of the maintenance. So when we beat up on our stuff over the weekends, we can drop it back off to Todd over there, and he takes the care of it and makes sure it's back up and running before our next race. Yeah. So that's quite helpful to have our own kind of in-house mechanic. <laughs> Per se, um, Al Snowmobile, another local one out of Vermont, helping us out. And then we've got a plethora of dealers. Um, they're called the New England Power Sports Group, and they have five different dealerships throughout Mass and New Hampshire that many people are familiar with. Jumped on board big time this year, helping us out to get our new trailer ready, hooking us up with a generator and, and some, um, they're going to be providing some weekend prizes to our winners as well. Fantastic. So, well, yeah, okay, a couple okay, more uh, uh, PowerMad, Speedworks, tons, you know, tons of other ones just really jumping in to help support the racers with racer products for yeah. us to be able to give away. Fantastic. Okay, let's run. Let's run down your series, uh, your 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 race dates, uh, and uh, the race dates and, and locations. Yep. Well, we already finished our first race, which was last weekend in Jackman. We've got January twenty first, which is in Rangeley. 
It's up at the airport there. Again, it's part of their huge snow deal event. They have um, their Ravex guys there doing freestyle. Um, they have many little local things for families and children to participate in over the course of the weekend. Then we head on to um, the Lake George area as part of their winter carnival. We'll be racing on the lake, so it'll be an ice race over at Lake Luzerne. From there, we head on February 11th to Lane Farms. That's our first debut in Vermont. Uh, we were able to get two Vermont sites this year. Last year, we couldn't race in Vermont at all due to the lack of snow. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good to get back to uh, the green state of Vermont. And then the following weekend, we stay in Vermont, and we're over at Young Farms, which is in West Glover. It's close to where we used to race snowcross at Barton at the fairgrounds there. You know, maybe a 10-minute ride from there, and it's close to the Canadian border. So I'm hoping, you know, some of your fellow Canadians will come down and support us for that race as well. And then as of right now, we round out the series in New York, in Verona. At, it's an old practice snowcross track. Um, used to be called Pidex in its um, Little Farms, and it, that's on February 25th. Nice. And we're still trying to hopefully grab a New Hampshire site for March 5th, but that's still to be determined. Right. Okay, contact information. Where can people uh, contact you, uh, uh, your, your office number and uh, email addresses and websites? Yep, um, our website is www.rockmaplelacing.com. They can find our schedule, sponsor list. We've added a new section of racer bios, so if they'd like to check out some of our racers and learn some more about, get to know, you know, our Rock Maple staff and our racers, we've got some great, you know, abilities on our website. Um, the event schedule is obviously there. It's really easy to register for races. We definitely encourage pre-registration. If you know you're coming down, make sure you try to take care of all your paperwork ahead of time. We have limited service at some of these events, being in the middle of the woods, as you can get. So, again, check out rockmapleracing.com. They can always give our office line a call. It's New Hampshire-based number, 603-895-0400. And probably the easiest way to get us um, day and night is by email. And they, people can feel free to email me, and I can pass along to our appropriate staff member if it's not a question I answer. And that is Tara, T as in Tom, A-R-A, at rockmaplelacing.com. Fantastic. I forgot to ask you, how do the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the results uh, from uh, your, your first event, uh, who's, who's looking good out, out there? Uh, who's who's going to be the guy to beat uh, or, or gal to beat uh, in the uh, pro and semi-classes? Well, this year, um, our winner of our, our stock, our pro factory stock, which is, you know, our big payback class, was um, Heath Bell on an Articat this season. So Heath did pretty well last year. Um, the guy I really watched to beat who won the points championship last year is Ken Murphy out of New York. Uh, we had another run of our racers, unfortunately, get hurt over the summer in, in a um, motorcycle accident. Josh Morse, we're hoping he makes a speedy recovery and his, his stuff is going well so he can come back because he was always a good contender out there giving the guys a, a run for their money. But, you know, most of them are strong, and the good thing about us is, you know, we use, obviously, the um, MyLapse transponder system, so you can kind of check out some of the races on our results page on the website and look at the lap times, and you can oh, yeah. see how close some of these races, you know, races really were when you're you're losing by, you know, 0.2 seconds or not even, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a really, really tight race for some of these guys. Yeah. 
So, well, that's fantastic. Okay, Tara, I really appreciate you talking to us, and um, I wish you luck uh, the, yeah, no, uh, the re- remainder us. of the season. And um, it sounds like you, it sounds like you got a real fun uh, series uh, happening out there. Nice grassroots cross country racing. Uh, you know, people can get it there, uh, get their trail sleds out there, and uh, and uh, race uh, race on the race on uh, a nice uh, controlled uh, uh, circuit, and uh, and not on the trail, which is important. So. Very good. Yes, exactly. Gives you a point. So, all right, Tara, thank you very much uh, for talking to us. Well, again, Uh, thanks for having us. Hopefully, maybe you can come down and check out an event. Well, I tell you, I would, I would do that. There's one towards your neck of the woods. Yeah, that 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 type of racing is just something that I would uh, enjoy doing. I'll tell you, (laughs) this nice, uh, easy cross country races. So, like I said, it's something it's something anyone can really do. The one the one common you know, battle we have against is because we have racing in our name because we took back our old name. But people are often confused. Hey, you know, I, I don't race. I'm not a racer. And that's a lot of the feedback and pushback we got at the snowmobile shows. Yeah. And I said, well, you trail ride, right? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, then you can race. Yep. That's all it is, is a trail ride. When you're on the trails with your buddy, you're all talking smack of who goes the fastest, right? Yeah. We'll bring all your sleds and show up, and we'll really put you to work. <laughs> that's and right. then we'll see who, you know, who goes you know, home with the trophy and the pride. A lot of those racers uh, that uh, that yeah. used to race the old uh, Rock Maple series, they're they're likely not uh, the uh, racing age right now, and they and this would probably still this is something that would very very much interest them is this uh, uh, cross country type racing, yeah. uh, for sure. So, all right, Tara, well, thank you yep. very much, and um, we're going to get this well, posted thank up you for again. you. All right, no problem. Take care. Have Great. a good day. Cross.